babies. Well, um, thanks for that, Ray. Thanks for the uh, the update on old Las Vegas. I'll be there in a few weeks, as a matter of fact. Excellent. Um, uh, not as not a fun trip, but oh, hold on a second. Cool. Thanks. Uh, speaking of of cool, let's get into the show. This is my sports show. We talk the latest and greatest of uh, Boston sports. I want to get at some opening takes. Uh, so I'll start. I'll start with the Patriots. And I know that this has been on your mind all day since I sent this email. Um, and as I said in the, in the text chain, I started this email last night because we had a, f- a hot, white hot fucking red, white hot fire red Ray last night on the text chain, threatening to make me cry over uh, over my Mac Jones, continued Mac Jones support. And I come to you now on this show saying it's zappy time. It happened. Wow. Now allow me to elaborate. And again, as I I put it on the text chain, when I wrote this out last night, I was fairly, fairly buzzed. Is that why you're drinking now? And by that, I mean shit face. You look well put together right now. So things have changed. I don't know. I don't remember exactly what I was thinking. I know I had a strong thought. I'm trying to get back to that frame of mind, but Uh haven't Uh quite got there. So let me just give you what came off the cups. I'm not saying like you nimrods that Zappy is the answer or he's better than Mac. said that. Hashtag uh, Team Mac uh, for many, many reasons. But at this point, after that shit show in Vegas, uh, we all knew they had to win uh, in Arizona. They had to win Las Vegas to have a shot, to have a sniff at the playoffs. The Jets and the Dolphins were uh, doing their thing, allowing you to 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 follow that path. And uh, you shit your pants. Mac Jones is broken. They have broken the poor boy. Uh, Second-year quarterback. He's dead to rights. Belichick uh, seems to hate him. Um, clearly, they we'll get into the piling on that's going on on both sides within this Patriots organization. But you're now the Jacksonville Jaguars. We've seen what happens to quarterbacks that go into organizations like the Jets, the Jags, the Bears. They crumble, they fall, they die. Max dead. He's fucking dead. At least this year, you got three games left. Come up with a fake injury. Whatever you got to do. Put Zappy in there. Let me see Ty- Tyquan Thornton some more. Uh, get fucking David Andrews in there. It's tank time, baby. Trust the process. Get anybody with any value the fuck out of there. Uh, and that's 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 my point of Zappy time. I, not because he's good or he's going to win. Just lose for the rest of the season. Get yourself the top 10 draft pick and um, and let Mac Jones sit out because you're just going to continue to uh, widen the division. Um if you continue to play and go out there and get your asses beat. Would you trust Belichick with a top 10 pick? Yeah. Pick Mac. They would Rod Mayo. You go through, you go through um, Bill's <clears throat> top, top, top of the draft picks. Um, he's nailed them. Look, we'll get into, do I trust Bill at all anymore? The answer is heavily, heavily leaning. No. Spoiler alert. Um, You're supposed to say spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Heavily, heavily yeah. leaning no. So uh let's 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 stop uh dishing out these spoilers. Wait to get to the show to to really pile on these <laughs> Patriots. Bobby, I assume um you have something to continue on with the uh, with the Patriots. Oh yeah, absolutely. I specifically want to talk about just not real the quickly in those Democrat. boxes, are they all just death threats for Belichick? <laughs> Every single one. <laughs> not just Belichick, obviously Mac Jones too. Okay. Hundred percent. Who but goes first? Talk, Who goes first? Dentist. Wait, 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 wait. Who goes first? Mac or Bill? Oh, Mac. Yeah. Yeah, boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, boy. 
it you better go Bill first because look, if if he sees it coming, you take down Mac. You'll never see Bill again. He's too smart for that. Chess versus checkers. He's fucking fat and he has tits. He ain't getting away from How body. Dare you, Fupa? I can fat shame. Me too. Go on, Bobby. You skinny bitch. Yeah, absolutely. This this play. <laughs> First of all, when it happened, I literally I just laughed out loud. I I wasn't even angry. I literally I, I laughed like it was a joke. It just walked away from the TV. It was it, it was unbelievable. Earlier this week, what was it? I heard Tom Curran saying that he thinks that the players were throwing these laterals because last week they weren't fighting. They were calling. They were saying the coaches weren't fighting, so that now that they're out there trying to take it under their own hands, throwing these laterals, thinking, "Hey, we got a chance. Let's do this." I, I think he's a little bit out of like it's a big leap to make that that's what's going on. Maybe he knows more than I do. But what makes it the dumbest play is Jacoby. You're throwing it 30 yards, however many yards back to Mac Jones. There's nobody else behind him. What was he going to do? Like there, there wasn't it wasn't like he threw it to a player who would theoretically then be able to progress the brawl. He threw it to the least athletic person on the field, essentially. And then he got overrun by Chandler Racist. Jones, and that was that. Well, I can keep going. We'll get yeah, into we'll it. Yeah, we'll get back into the, we'll get back into the play. But it's certainly the biggest takeaway. It'll be um, the replay will live on forever. You're now in the category of butt fumble. Um, you know, it, it, That's it's an just comparison. It's just truly, truly embarrassing. I had the same reaction. I just kind of started laughing. I'm on a major delay. Um, through the yeah. Sunday ticket or whatever. So I heard my phone buzz before the play started. And I was like, okay, I never look, but it did buzz. I'm like, you get excited. Cause and I then you saw you. Stevenson kind of break it out. I'm like, oh shit. I go, Ingrid, wait, Ingrid, watch this. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> and then the, the ball goes in the air back to Mac. And I'm like, holy fuck. Did they, did they really do this? And then I, then the pick happens. I go, oh, that's no, no, what, no, no. The, that's <laughs> what the vibration was. Got it. Yep. Uh, uh, we'll get back to that. Raymond, your opening take, please. Uh, we'll be talking soccer for the last time in the next, so, uh, what, 2026? Oh, uh, I'll, I'll be taking my shit on this show today because uh, my team lost France to Argentina, but I'm just happy that the two of you who are not big soccer fans actually had to enjoy and had a great time watching this final World Cup because this is probably the greatest World Cup final in the history of the World Cup. It was great. The last 75 minutes, scoring back and forth with France coming back, making a comeback, then extra time, Argentina scores, then extra time again, France scores. Oh, penalty kicks. Love it. Great World Cup. Thought it was going to uh, yep. suck because it was in Qatar, but yeah, it, it turned out to be pretty, pretty excellent. They'll be rebuilding Argentina for years after the riots. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, they're going to steal all the migrants from Qatar and uh, rebuild uh, Buenos Aires. <laughs> Um, yeah, greatest, arguably the greatest uh, World Cup final in history. Not that I would know, but unlike you, you stubborn bastard, Ray, I could admit that, uh, yeah, soccer got me interested. I didn't have to pretend to be interested for that game, uh, that match, if you would. Um, right you were interested the... off of spite, you cunt. Initially. Initially, it was the most spiteful. Uh, I woke up early, like it was Christmas so already. Did I. So did I. <laughs> I fucking giddy. I was like, oh, oh. The biggest shit of my life is about to come out and go right down Raymond's throat. He and, squeezed uh, that messy jersey on. And guess what? <laughs> guess what? It did. Uh, all right. So we'll get to that. That would have been the lead. God, I would have loved that for that to be the lead. Thank if it, God, Jacoby Myers. Baby. If it wasn't for fucking Jacoby Myers, uh, that would have been the lead. We'll have to start Patriots. We'll have to start with the dumbest play 
ever. People start trying to come up with names for this, you know, like the uh, Miami Miracle, the butt fumble. That's it. The name is there. It's already the dumbest play ever. That's the name. <laughs> That's the name. I like it. That's the name. We'll be talking about that. The complete shit show of the Patriots is going to be mostly Patriots shit show. Uh, but we'll, of course, touch on the World Cup. We have a player profile, which are always fun. Uh, messy profile profile isn't a word for it It, it's it's a what's a biography yeah it's a it's a complete life synopsis of rich went to his wikipedia and copied and pasted the email there's a lot of good shit in his wiki i'm not gonna lie to you uh we'll be talking about that if we have time after that we'll uh, get into the celtics problems they've really been swept under the rug with this patriots fiasco and the red sox not as lucky, but a little bit with the Patriots fiasco. Good God. Fuck no, the fucking dead. Red Sox. Yeah, they're dead. And uh, Simplest Minds of the Week. A uh, couple week candidates, but we can get to that too. This has been, uh, or I'm sorry, this is the Simple Minds Sports Show. We're not done yet. Sorry, Ray. You gotta stick around. Um, December 23rd. Merry Christmas. Oh, we didn't even get to do a festivus. We'll get there. Welcome to the show. If you're watching on YouTube, you're welcome. Uh, if you're listening on iHeartRadio, we're the number one New England sports show on iHeart. Dub in the back. Uh, if you're listening on iTunes, the self-proclaimed number one New England sports show. Wherever you get your podcast, uh, rate, review, subscribe, tell your friends, tell your mothers, and tell them about W Energy. That's W.GG. That's where you want to go in your little URL tab. Things are getting crazy out there. W.GG. Uh, go there. Go to Simple Minds for the promo code. Type in Simple Minds for the promo code. Get 15% all off all orders. So all you energy drinking bastards, I know they're, I know you're out there slugging them at 7 in the morning saying you're not a coffee drinker, chugging down your energy drinks. Go to Dubby. Go to Dubby. Go to Dubby. 15% off. The dumbest play ever was brought to you by, quote-unquote, Scott Zolak, the dumbest team he's ever seen. End quote. That's saying a lot from that bag of fucking meat that is Scott Zolak. Let's start with the dumbest. Uh, we can. I'll give. I'll give you the four. I don't know where to start. I am. I am completely baffled by this uh, team, by the game, and like I said, I was a little drunk when I wrote this last night, so I'm playing catch up. Uh, Twenty-four to thirty, the Patriots lose. Obviously, the uh, the the lateral, if that's what you want to call it, to the Chandler Jones walk-off uh, touchdown. Let's just dive right back into that. And I want to talk to you to uh, the, the last final chapter of that little play, which is Mac Jones tackle. Yeah. Calling it a tackle I, is disrespectful to tackles. I knew yeah. you fucking losers were going there. And this is exactly yeah. where the whole Mac Jones conversation starts. What do you Zap want? Daddy would have wrestled oh. that bastard down with Chandler Jones. Would have fumbled I've heard it. stupid enough. Well, Mac Jones, uh, who was the guy in Carolina that he tripped and uh, they gave him a penalty? Yeah, yeah, Burns. Yeah, he's he's tried hard to hurt people before in the past, and it didn't even look like he tried in that play. You can't in the same breath call it the dumbest play ever and then expect Mac Jones, the most unathletic player on the field, to then take on 300-pound sack leader of the last decade, Chandler Jones, in a whim. The ball's floating in the air, 40 yards ahead of him. It comes flying back for some reason. Chandler Jones 
punches him in the face and then runs 49 yards to the touchdown. And we want to get on Mac Jones for not tackling the guy. Are we not yes. piling on this fucking kid enough? He Using can't... your your own example, he did manage to trip Brian Burns, who was also a defensive lineman. So he should have been able to do it to Chandler Jones. I guess, um, look, if Mac Jones was heady enough, he would have expected or at least had it in somewhere in the back of his brain. We could see a double lateral here. I need to have my I need to have my tum tum ninja skills on so I can karate kick this motherfucker in the knee if he if he decides to pick this lateral off and run 49 yards for the game winning touchdown. You're when right. He saw that my ball man. barreling at him from Jacoby Myers. I wonder what was going through his head. Oh shit. Oh shit. Oh shit. Oh shit. There's only one thing. What the fuck? Yeah, pretty much. No, and if you watch, that's also, what a normal person would think. He uh, was definitely saying, "Oh shit, oh shit," because he probably saw Chandler Jones coming at him too. Like, no, 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 it no. Literally, no. that was Jesus. That, like, it's, it's a one hundred percent free Jacoby. shot for Chandler Jones. He could hit him as hard as he wanted to, or you. He stiff armed him into the into down to China. Yeah, that was the other thing. Like. Like the people getting on Mac Jones for not tackling him. He went to like he made it one like one move to maybe see if he could get to the ball. That wasn't gonna happen. So he's off balance. He's somewhat anybody getting on Mac Jones for not tackling. Could have done what Mason Rudolph did, take his helmet off and swing it at somebody. Yeah, I guess you're right. My bad. Uh, we should have the uh, Beverly Max Hills pussy. Ninja Just fucking training out pussy. there. Fine. Um before that, we're gonna go backwards now into uh reasons why the Patriots lost this game. Before that uh, you're up seven. You've uh, eliminated a double-digit lead for the first time all year. The Raiders are on the verge of giving up their fifth double-digit lead on the season. This is the trends that you have bucked. Uh, the Raiders charge down the field and uh, throw a 40-yard, whatever we want, touchdown. Uh, that was clearly out of bounds and mm-hmm. uh, upheld. Not about if it, that. That was not. That was not for the la- if not for the uh, Jacoby Myers lateral channel Jones Mac murder. This would be the biggest play of the game. However, it didn't matter. That being said, I texted you guys. Patriots got the ball back with three minutes. I said they better hold on to this ball because it just smelt like I was thinking Devontae Adams, but it just smelt like a breakout play because Raiders were throwing it all, you know, the shit against the wall. And we've seen it time after time, almost a, a decade long trend from this secondary of a Patriots team when put under the gun and put under pressure. They fold. They gave up the fourth and 10 originally. Um, uh, uh, Marcus Jones on soft coverage. And then that play was on second and 10. Uh, obviously, they would have had a couple more cracks with 30 seconds left to get down and tie the game. But any other thoughts on the refs that call? It is Vegas. A lot of conspiracies jumping around. Was he out? Did you think he was out? Was it con- conclusive? Thoughts? He was, oh, yes, he was out. Uh, also, I was chumming it up with some Raider fans in front of me and saying, Hey, I'll give you Matt Patricia and Mac Jones for Derek Carr. And he laughed at me and goes, they're the same person. I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, Derek Carr and Mac Jones are the same person. They are both terrible and they're both going to crumble in the fourth quarter. And they both did. I mean, obviously Derek Carr wasn't all that great either. He was missing players left and right to Devontae Adams. Mac Jones was making simple outplays look like it was the fucking hail Mary trying to win the game. Cause he just couldn't connect on anything. I mean, it was just sloppy quarterback play throughout that whole game. It was very bad to watch. Yeah, it's – I mean, even going to the first – the beginning of the game, it looked like the Patriots playing the Patriots. It, it was just – it was boring football. And towards the end, I don't know what really else needs to be said. You guys summed it up. I mean, it was 
the the Patriots have played some of the most exciting slash boring games where the game is excitement from boredom when all this crazy shit happens at the end. But it really is probably just exciting because we're invested in the games. Like, I don't know if other people would find this stuff exciting other than that ending. I mean, you don't have that. That doesn't happen. Uh, No, because there's no there's not competent offensive football being played ever. So that's what the league is looking for. It's what it's built for. The fact that the Patriots can't muster up three drives in a a game, one drive in a game for a scoring touchdown is, uh, is miraculous. It's honestly unbelievably miraculous. Uh, Derek Carr, Derek Carr threw the game, game winning touchdown, game tying touchdown. Like, yeah, he's a bum and uh, I wouldn't trust him, but he's at this point, he's sorry. As a Mac guy, he's better than Mac Jones. He connected on that throw. He's got an arm. They call him check down uh, car because he checks down. Because he can't car. run his offense. McDaniels, this is another coaching. McDaniels is expecting Derek Carr to be Tom Brady, calling out the mic, setting his offense, setting his blocking, understanding where to go with the ball. That's not Derek Carr. Just, mm-hmm. like, get, Derek Carr. get him out there, play some backyard Adams. football. He can't yeah. be Tom Brady. This is, like, what a fucking classic mistake from Josh McDaniels. Your second go around. You can't learn that, like, you have to play to your players' strengths, not make them be other players. Derek Carr is not Tom Brady. He said it himself. You're passing on me for this motherfucker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Quote, unquote, Tom Brady. Uh, just go back. Uh, let's rewind real quick. Belichick in the post game was asked why not a Hail Mary on that last play, which led to the draw. He said we can't throw it that far. Yep. I want we, let's Shots wait. To, let's wait to fire. get into the civil war that's brewing, that's already uh, begun. He's tired of Mac. Let me just ask you a real uh, honest question. R- try to drop your hate. Or your fake hate for Mac right now. There's film. I watched it today. Mac Jones can throw the ball 50 yards. He he does it. He did it in that game. He connected with uh, what's his name uh, down the down the uh, down the seam. What the fuck is Belichick's problem? He probably also thinks they can't block for four seconds. It would take for the receivers to get 50 yards down the field for Mac to stand clean and throw it 50 yards. That That's probably a better answer. I like Bobby's answer. That's perfect. Well, uh, then Belichick, I didn't think our protection could hold up. Instead, we can't throw it that far. He's Fuck calling you, Mac. the unit. He's calling the unit, the offensive unit. Got it. He didn't want, He's he tired didn't want of Mac acting like a prissy little baby showing up everybody and then going out there and playing like shit. That's clearly uh it's clearly a problem that has can come to you, a head. Can I ask you a quick question? Yep. Watch watching the live broadcast, was it showing Mac yelling towards the sideline at all? Yeah. <laughs> On that first play, we'll get to that the first debacle of the game that probably lost in the game inevitably. Um we'll get there. Before we get to that, and I'm talking about the uh you know, first and first and goal from the two and you end up with three points. I want to get to that sequence before we get to that not being talked about almost at all is the block punt before half that led to a touchdown for the Raiders yet another yet another special teams blunder another um, uh, miscommunication they snapped the ball early Uh, Peppers was not ready to block and and allowed the uh, allowed the guy to get in there now you got your second punter a guy no one's ever heard of who Flat out sucks. Like, let's be honest, he sucks. There's no reason for him to be in there. There's no reason for them not to be circling through a number of punters every week just to find a guy that's capable of doing the job. But the lack of detail, lack of attention to detail is is clear as day. Uh, just look at the special teams. And that Poindexter, uh, uh, oh, my God, it's the special teams coach. Cam Akers. No, Cam, Cam Akers. 
with yeah, not yeah. Cam Akers, Cam Accord. Yeah. With his visor and his concave chest and his hands on his hips. I can't believe it happened again. And Belichick just walking by him, like almost murdered him with his eyes. Whispers, Get that guy out of here. Like, what, what are we doing? Another example. Belichick didn't even look mad at the game at the end with the backwards lateral and touchdown. That punt block, he was pissed. He loves yeah. him some special teams. Oh, he was livid. He was absolutely He doesn't livid. care if anything else happens. If there's a special team mistake, he wants heads to roll. Mm-hmm. The end of the game, he was just defeated. He, he His mind went immediately to tits out in Barbados, and uh, that's it. And what it would look like to burn Mac Jones alive. That's That was the look on, on Belichick's face at the end of the game. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's get to the, the final uh, key point of, of the loss, in my opinion. That first goal to go, first and goal from the two-yard line. Your first play is a run with uh, Ramondre Stevenson. Picks up a yard or so, gets you basically to the goal line. And then the debauchery, the worst series of offensive play calling, execution, coordination I've ever seen unfolded. I don't even remember the, you guys remember the exact. So the first play was the overthrow to um, Johnu Smith. From all the professionals, Greg Bedard's and the and the guys that watched the film, that was just a Mac Jones overthrow. However, Tyquan Thornton didn't run a route correctly, so it didn't expose the coverage. Mac Jones just threw it up there for grabs because he didn't know where the cornerbacks were going to be. Mistake number one. Then uh, they call a timeout. Was the timeout before that play? The timeout was on the third down play. Yeah, they they ran another play and then they scored the touchdown. Well, they called two timeouts. Yeah, but it was the third down play where they scored the touchdown. Yeah, they scored two touchdowns. Well, the the first time, and then the first touchdown, the, the back, the, the back the, throw, right? Was so the they, handoff, and then there was the Mac Jones, uh, like fumble pickup QB sneak touchdown. Right before that was the Jacoby Myers corner of the end zone second fade. They went two fades. Okay, in that the was the first touchdown. The first fade was to Janu Smith. Mac Jones missed him. Then it was a then um this is this is what happened. The second play was a fade to the other side of the end zone. Jacoby Myers, Mac Jones hit him, touchdown, but Belichick called the timeout and voided the play because he was afraid they were going to get a delay game. And the next play, uh, Mac Jones, QB sneaks it into the end zone, but he snapped it too early because their brains are completely fucking shot at that point. This was after Mac Jones lost his goddamn mind again and running to the end zone. They took away a touchdown, blah, 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 blah. Clock's running down again. Jonu Smith is in set. Tyquan Thornton and Jonu Smith are trying to, to cover each other on the line. Mac Jones snaps it too early, uh, leaps into the end zone. Touchdown. Nope. <laughs> Offsides or false start, whatever they called. Yep. And then they and then they kick the field goal. Right. That's that's the microcosm of this of this season. That that alone. You can't run a play from the one yard line. Not, not, not could you not get it in? Not it's uh, not a Marshawn Lynch situation of just run the ball. You're on the one with one of the best running backs in the game. No, no, no. You you can't even get the playoff. You can't even get the playoff. That's why they're last in red zone scoring percentage for a touchdown at like 30%. And the team that's 31st is 10% higher than them. So not only are they last, they're last, but the margin between them and second place is another 10%. This team is just not your father's team 
quote unquote or whatever you want to say is just everything that you watched and praised Belichick for those 20 years now is just crumbling because he's making those mistakes that all these other coaches would make in the NFL. We'd always be Belichick would never do that. And now it's all coming back. Like he just doesn't, it looks like he doesn't care. The only thing he, he cares about yeah. special teams. He doesn't give a shit. Ray, can you turn your mic up a little bit? Mm-hmm. The, um, uh, Belichick with his, with his management decisions, um, with his coaching staff within less than a year has single-handedly tore down 20 years of offensive poetry in the, in the NFL with this, with this one decision to bring in, um, Matt Patricia and Joe judge to run his offense. And it's at this point, And it's in in that type of series where you have to, for most of the season, we're saying, okay, Matt Patricia sucks. Matt Patricia sucks. Yes, Bill's responsible, but the offense, the offense. Look, Bill Belichick tells you pass it or run it in those situations. So I don't know if it's just because his buddy and he's leaning on him and trusting him and, and too afraid to call him out or whatever. But the Belichick of old, after that first Johnu Smith play, just goes, hey, just run the fucking ball. We're at the one. Just run it. Just run it in three times. Run it. And he didn't. And he hasn't all season. He hasn't stepped in. Hasn't done anything all season for this offensive uh, uh, shit show. So I, I don't know where you want to start when uh, talking about uh, what's next in terms of, of the Patriots, because that's where you have to go. This season's over. It's done. Yeah. No chance of the playoffs. Um there's clear a clear fissure in this locker room organization between you know the Mac Jones the Belichick uh, seems like those are the two sides that are that are now developing that are now growing. I said bench Mac, but that could lead to a full on fucking mutiny <laughs> because you know the David Andrews, Jacoby yeah. Myers, Kendrick Bourne, Bourne. who played ten percent of that game. Tyquan Thornton played ninety. Kendrick Bourne is still in the doghouse. I just I don't know where you go from here. Start. I'll ask the question: Where do you go from here for the next three weeks? Like, how does this team even come to work and play the next three weeks? We have never been. I've never been an adult and watched the Patriots in a Jacksonville Jaguar situation. I know they were that team before they got Bledsoe and Kraft. I've never experienced it as a fan. I don't know what it's like to root for a team that's truly, truly in the dumpster, truly a burning lit dumpster fire. Um, with the greatest coach of all time, quote unquote, at the head of it. I don't know what you do. You just let it play out. I mean, you're playing the Bengals, who are the defending AFC champs. You got the Bills and the Dolphins. Just play it out. Be like, Mac, this is pretty much your tape for next year. It's either make or break for you. You got to give them some kind of motivation. You got to play for next year because you got to evaluate some of this talent still, you know? You got wide receivers and tight ends coming up on contract years. You want to I don't see what think they you got. can evaluate talent, right? This is my point. This is why I've never been Mac this whole bad at Mac this whole season. I get that he wasn't good. He was 13 of 31 yards, 112 yards. I get he hasn't looked good all season. Um, the tape shows that the off the wide receivers are not running correct routes. The the offensive line has sucked all season. They can't run the ball. How do you judge any player in a shit show this bad? Yeah, it's true. You got a b- good point there, too. It's my zappy. It's my zappy take. Take all the Mac Jones guys and sit them, and bring anybody else up that's looking for a job in the NFL to play with Matt, with Zappy. Just just say yes, sir, to everything that they want to do. It'll be ugly. It'll be gross. It'll be boring. Yeah, but you won't have you won't have um, complete dysfunction. 
but you probably will inside the inside the organization, and that's going to be a Kraft Belichick decision, which I also have an opinion and, and theory on. But Bobby, the next three weeks, what do they do? For the next three weeks, I think all you really can do is play anybody that you think is going to be on this team next year. They're the ones that play, and you learn them in and out. Any any of the young guys, your your more veteran guys that you think are going to be here next year. Don't burn them out. Don't get them hurt. Like play young guys and just burn out other guys like Judon. Like you want him good for next year. Like why, why burn him out the rest of the year? He's already proven that he, he runs down at the end of the year. Like play, play the draft picks, Marcus Jones on defense, try out Marcus Jones on offense, run Tyquan Thornton out there, see what he can do. Anybody that thinks you got anything from next year, anybody that you know, you're going to cut that you're not going to bring back your Nelson Aguilar's whoever don't play him. Like or retiring just, like Devin McCourty. Why exactly. don't you start? Why don't you start trying to piece in the next replacement? Because you don't. That's a great this point. year or the next year. You got some of these guys that you know aren't going to be here. So why don't you just try something else? You know, who's going to be that replacement for him? I mean, is Duggar's been playing great on the other side. So Jalen Mills was a guy I thought they brought in to play that or to be that role. So try that so out. In my opinion, there's two sides to this. There's the Belichick side, and there's the and then there's the the Mac Jones side. And it's interesting to see or to ponder or hypothesize where Kraft lands on this. If you're Belichick, I put my I start putting my foot down. And that starts with your players. I get he should have done it to Patricia. It's too late to do it with Patricia. He if you if you want to bench Kendrick Bourne, in years past, Kendrick Bourne would have been cut 10 weeks ago. Mm-hmm. You you're mouthing off, you're you're uh disobedient, you're 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 your problem uh when it comes to getting the getting the stuff together. You're gone. See you later. Mac Jones is a different story because he's your quarterback and uh, he's a 15th you know, overall pick and blah, 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 blah. He gets benched, okay? I get you. Uh, I'm Team Mac, but he's being a little petulant bitch. And Pat, Patricia sucks. I get it. The, the, the team is terrible. You're not in a professional organization. You're not even in a professional unit. So that all is coming out now at the end of the season, especially in losses. But you got to pull your shit together, dude. You're a professional, okay? And you haven't. So sit down. Sit down for a half, for a game. Sit the fuck down. Look what, the 49ers, down. look what the 49ers Hunter Henry, won. whoever, go to the film. If you're not playing well, sit the fuck down. None of the rest of the season matters. Belichick, if if he wants to get this team back, although it seems counterintuitive, he needs to start pissing people off for the right reasons. He's just now pissing people off because he's been, like Bobby said, he doesn't give a shit. He, he's taken four steps, six steps, seven steps back. He doesn't care. Hmm. So I would go, you know, from a management's perspective, I'd go in there and burn burn some fucking bridges and deal with it in the offseason, however you, however you got to do that. From a Mac Jones perspective... You could be moved. You could be traded. You could be the next uh, building block of this team. You better, if you get the chance to go out there and play, you better just go out there and play the best you can. You can't go 13 for 31 and bitch at your coaches. You better go out there and, and perform and do the best and, you know, and perform at the best of your ability. And I don't know what point- that looks like. You're going to lose three in a row and they're probably going to lose by 20 in each of these games. So. Like you were saying with them being like a Jacksonville Jaguars team and us not seeing that, I don't, I don't see how under this regime it doesn't keep feeling that way because what what right now is making them feel like a Jaguars team is a lack of a structure underneath Belichick. And I think one thing that's clear about the past two years, top tier assistant coaches, they don't want to come work here. 
it's been crystal clear that they don't want to do that. But Belichick's had this ongoing pipeline where he's been able to promote from within. He doesn't have it anymore. So I think for them to be able to build the type of culture and structure that they need, they need a reset. It needs to restart because they have an expectation and then they have a, like a, a functioning organization that don't, they're, they're not aligned. Yeah, no, it's a good point. And whether uh, assistants don't want to come here or Bill Belichick doesn't want them to come here. Um, either way, <laughs> you've emptied the cupboard in terms of, you know, they call it as soon as Brian Flores left, you know, they started to call it the brain drain from the Patriots coaching staff and Belichick hasn't done anything to, uh, you know, continue that pipeline. Um, through the ranks because he's gotten lazy. Let's just be honest. He's gotten fucking lazy. He's coasting. Um, so uh, ever heard of Steven Belichick? The- he's getting ready. He's he's definitely getting the coaches and greases. You know, and that's going. the problem. So I got some options for you where to go from here. Okay. You want to hear him? Yeah. All ears. Let's I put this one. Okay. Um here here's here's an easy one. Here's a couple easy ones, which I think are probably the most realistic. Uh, replacing and rebuilding the offensive options. Belichick remains your head coach. Uh, he, he is part of a, a party with Kraft to determine who the next offensive coach is. Um, and that means an entire staff. So Bill O'Brien's the easy name to come up with. Kraft just directs Belichick to hand the offense over to a capable, experienced uh, uh, professional. And you get to make you get to be the head coach. You still get to do the special teams thing. Your son stays on the staff. You're still the head coach, but you've clearly d- d- demonstrated that you, your decision making when it comes to picking your offensive side of the staff and uh, your ability to coach offense um, is zero. It's a zero. You've lost that ability. It's been so bad this year. So Kraft m- makes him hire a new OC to come in and uh, and take over, and then you can go next step if you want. If Belichick says, okay, no problem, but I'm sick of Mac, get him out of here. You go get another quarterback. You trade you trade uh, Mac Jones. Jimmy G will be out there. That might satisfy the needs of uh, Belichick. We'll get to Brady in a second. Does that seem like a feasible option? Uh, Belichick remains in power. However, Kraft dictates uh, the next offensive side of the ball. No, because his... Uh, protege Bill Barcells did the same thing when the power is getting taken away from him. He said, you want me to coach, but I want to be able to pick my groceries out too kind of thing. He ain't going to fucking let that fly. He wants to have total power until the day he is gone from the Patriots or coaching. He's already lost power. He's already lost power in that regard. And that was a GM. um, That was a GM aspect. The reason I, well, Bob, do you have an opinion? I agree. Uh, one thing that Bill's actually gone on the record saying is he wants to work with people who he wants to work with in reference to players. He said that. So I think it's probably the same thing with coaches. And I think the last it, coaches who he has to work even, even more intimately with, I highly doubt he wants to be told who his coaches are. I agree that he doesn't want it, but that lev- that leverage, that authority is gone. Like he pissed that away. He pissed that away this year, right? They let him do this grand experiment, taking a defensive guy and, and running offense, and it's blown up in his face. It's completely blown up in his face. You're going to miss the playoffs. Totally agree with that. You're going to go under 500 again. Um, so from Belichick's perspective, this is the least threatening option for him. This is the least threatening option for him. And 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 I don't and I don't. Kraft is not a guy. They they've had a relationship for 25, 30 years. Kraft's not a guy 
Um, he knows that he can't go in there and strong arm, strong arm Bill, but he's also pretty clever in what he does. Craft is so that conversation isn't. Hey, Bill, I'm firing all your offensive guys and I'm hiring my own. It's Hey, Bill, we need to change the offense. What do you think we should do? Give me some options. Show me some options is what you like to do. I just now have to micromanage your decision here a little bit. And that's that's more of, of the conversation, which I think is honestly realistic. I, it's certainly needed. They can't run it back. They can't no. run it back. Here's no, the other no. option. Here's another option. Bill remains head coach. Robert Kraft does play hardball, does stiff strong arm, blows out the offensive side of the ball, brings Tommy back to town, and lets Tommy basically decide what they want to do on the offensive side of the ball. This I give zero chance of happening, but your thoughts. Yeah, that, that wouldn't happen. Not. I can see Kraft saying bring Tommy back, but it's not going to be Tommy. Yeah. And all so, sign me up for bringing Brady back, but I don't, I don't see that happening. I gave it like a 10% chance. I don't think Belichick is as, look, he's arrogant and, and all get out. But there's a lot of factors people forget. The guy gets paid $20 million a year. He's got it made. His kids are on the staff. Like, yeah. it's not his team. Robert Kraft owns the team. Bill Belichick doesn't own the team. So inevitably, when you have a season like this and you've been piss poor, uh, it started with the uh, uh, get it, kicking Tom Brady out to begin with. We know Robert Kraft is putting pressure uh, on, on Belichick through many channels. There's talk about uh, accepting or listening to trade offers for Belichick from teams like the Carolina Panthers. Belichick's not in a place of leverage anymore. It's up to him whether he wants to kind of take it up the ass or not. <laughs> they just trade Belichick without even asking him. Kraft goes down. Uh, hey, Bill, you, you've been traded. <laughs> <laughs> so the Car- I hear the Carolinas are nice in, uh, in September. Yeah. Uh why don't exactly. you send me a postcard? Enjoy the Hartford of the South, bitch. <laughs> That's your third option right there, Mr. Robert Vine. They blow Bill out. They get a trade or whatever. They blow Mac out. Well, uh, first, you, go ahead. No, if blowing Bill out gets like a like a third round pick, that's great. Let's do it. No, Belichick gets you two first round picks. There's precedence for this. Gruden, uh, uh, who was the That'd other? That'd be one? fantastic. At seventy years old, you think Listen, you'd have that? I'll, much t- power? I'll take oh, two Carolina Panthers. Will give you two first round picks. If you, if you, if you, you trade Bill, trade way. Bill, trade Mac. Yeah. Let's start it over. You need a physical from his doctor to make sure he's not going to die in the next five years when you give him this massive contract. He's seventy years old. It doesn't matter if he's seventy. You're only saying that because of the year that he had this year. You sell if you have any uh, if you have any skill whatsoever in a negotiation. You sell the twenty years before that. You sell last year, the year before. They took a rookie quarterback to ten wins in a playoff game. Like Bill Belichick still has clout. He's still the guy. He's still Bill Belichick. You get a first round and a future first for Bill Belichick. You get a, a early second round for Mac Jones, the third year guy under contract, first round pick originally. There's your draft status. You bring Bill Bel. You bring Brady back in. You bring his guy, whoever that wants to be Sean Payton, Billy O'Brien, whoever Brady wants. You get two years on the docket. You take your draft picks, move up, go get your, get your next quarterback in the draft. And there's, and there's your next, there's your next phase. You uh, blow out Stevie Belichick, send him down to Carolina with his daddy, uh, per, uh, promote Gerard, Mayo, give him the coordinator position. He's been pining for, for years. Uh, and now you got whatever Sean Payton or Bill, Billy O'Brien. Uh, you're the defense. That's a top 10 ish defense right now. 
Plus, you got Tom Brady. Plus, you got $50 million to spend. And your books just kicked out $20 million of it with Belichick. So you got real cash. You can go get a, a top wide receiver or a top quarterback, whatever you want to do. And uh, you've just opened a, a year and a half, two-year window with a 47-year-old Tom Brady. Who gets a better draft <laughs> compensation back for, uh, Bill Belichick or Mac Jones? Because obviously Belichick, that's... I just told you, it's two first rounds for Belichick. It's a second round for Mac Jones. Okay. Maybe a third for Mac Jones. I was Belichick is maybe even higher. But Robert Kraft is not blowing out the greatest, quote-unquote, greatest coach of all time for less than two first-round picks. I'll tell you that. So even if it is a first-round, he's, he's, he's staying here for whatever duration that is. You better get a compensation that people go, okay, no problem. Well, if that happens too, then we'll also get another first round pick when Belichick goes to Carolina and trades for Brandon Schooler. <laughs> so there's that too. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if Slater and the rest of the uh, rest of the crowd falls him down there. Um, I don't know. Final thoughts on the, uh, on the debacle. So we're on to 2023. We're on to Cincinnati is what we're on. Ooh, we're on to Cincinnati. Yes. Well done. We're on to Cincinnati. Um, headlines with the obvious one. Uh, <clears throat> thank you there, Richard. Uh, the Patriots lost in laughable fashion on the final play of the game to a 30-24 to 24 loss. Ramadama Ding Dong Stevenson's ran and wasn't brought down and threw it back to a Jacoby Myers who whooped and boomed until he almost brought down and heaved the ball 20 yards to Mac Jones, where he was tackled like a little bitch. Uh, the team is a joke. Next up, defending AFC champs, led by the top five quarterback in the NFL, Joe Burrows, the Cincinnati Bengals. My prediction, 49-3 Bengals win. Uh, the Celtics are having their first hiccup of the season. Is it a Dookie problem or is it a Missoula problem? Celtics were on a two-game losing streak until they inevitably beat the Pacers tonight, as we record. And Jason Tatum keeps the MVP talks alive. Next up for the Seas is tonight against Carl Anthony Towns and the Minnesota Timberwolves. The bright spot of Boston sports right now is the Boston Bruins. They're on a three-game winning streak after being the Blue Jackets, Panthers, and Jets. Next up, a road matchup against the fading New Jersey Devils on Friday night as they have lost seven in a row. Congratulations to all of Argentina and to the GOAT, Leon Messi. Going out in his final World Cup as a champion and getting that one elusive title that he has coveted for his entire career. Argentina now has three World Cup victories. And lastly, in Sox talk, uh, the Red Sox and Rafael Devers are in contract uh, negotiation for an extension and, quote, are galaxies apart, end quote. Looks like this team is willing to suck for years to come. Back to you, Richard. Galaxy far, far away. Far? Far away. Fuck the fucking Red Sox. Bill's a big Star Wars guy. Did you know that? I bet. I bet, a... you, I bet you him and his brother played with their lightsabers as wieners and just sword fight it all night long. I get it. He's probably a big fan of Jabba the Hutt. Mm, he does like them fat and sloppy. Messy, messy, messy. Not, not the queen's sex life. I'm talking about Lionel Messi, the GOAT. <laughs> Uh, the winner of the 2022 World Cup, Argentina. Uh, Ray, you mentioned it off the top. What a match! Greatest ever. That's what yep. they're calling it. Yep. How could it not be? There's the uh, great stoppage time goal, and then with three and uh, extra time, you score and tie it up to go to penalties. I mean, yeah, I like saw so movie the two, strip. 
the two PKs were kind of weak. Bullshit. We... Bullshit. Both of them were bullshit. Okay, yeah, they were bullshit. Yeah. yeah. Some light, like a light tug on the shoulder from behind on both of them, basically. No, one was a oh, the PK's well, giving up. Trip. I thought you meant the, oh, one like was the, the, penalty, one... Kick, uh, the penalty France... shootout that you were talking about. No, no, one no, was no, a France... handball. Yeah, and France uh, tripped a guy in the box. It was bullshit. Oh, uh, well, that French defender, what was his name? He sucked. He got yeah. pulled early. He was getting Well, that guy, smoked. he wasn't even in, like a defender, was he? He was like, I think he was one of their forwards that was tracking back, and that's why he kind of like stepped on the guy's foot back there. No, you just sucked. He got burned. Uh, he got he burned. Just... No, they dropped it down low, and then the guy had the side, the uh, end line, the touch line, and he had like, he went around him, and if he got a shot off, it was, it was probably going to get saved, but the guy just tripped him accidentally, it looked like. He grabbed his shoulder. But either way, um, whoever that left winger was that they subbed out was the was the player of the match until the point where they took him out and then Messi scored the other goal. Um so yeah, so there there was that and that yeah, the the, the uh Mbappe, you know, this kid mm-hmm. this kid's a fucking beast, huh? He's fast. He's fast as fuck. And especially he, did you see he, that one he's time clearly he the most played, athletic one on three. It was one on three, and he was dribbling around the defender. I was like, "This is just fucking beautiful." Yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't watch soccer. I don't. I don't know how how good he is in terms of. But you can just respect um, the aspect of what he was doing out there. I mean, he's yeah, not- no. Like uh, what I was gonna say is like, you know, I've watched enough uh, it, just messy highlights to understand that his dribbling skills are like next level. Yeah. I spent all night doing it. Um, I don't know what Mbappe is like that, but clearly he's got enough physicality and, um, you know, when he's in and around the box to get himself open and that, and his shot is ridiculous. Like he's top three player in the world, supremely athletic. That was the cool thing. You got obviously Messi, who's with a win will widely be regarded as the greatest footballer of all time. And then, uh, toe to toe is the current greatest footballer in the game. Many, many considering Mbappe and neither of them folded. Like they both brought it. Messi should have scored the game winner in extras. Like, oh yeah, he set that all up. First touch, the whole thing. Yet, what a lot of people are calling the prettiest team goal in the entire tournament with oh, first touch by goal. first touch by Messi. By the way, fuck me, man, that was that was pretty. That was, I mean, that was sweet poetry in motion. The, the reason why they call it the beautiful game, and then and then yeah, and then you got Mbappe coming back and and hitting equalizers with his dick left and right. It was it was pretty unbelievable. And a lot of people that I talked to who are very casual American soccer fans who are watching said by the time they got to the PKs, everyone's on their on their seat, gripping their knees, like what what's gonna happen? And I was the same way. The only thing that I was one hundred percent sure of, I'm like, Messi's not gonna miss this. And no. he fucking that was the cockiest, most arrogant PK shot it really was I've ever seen to win his only World Cup, just kind of yeah. mosed himself and just made him commit and yeah. suck my fucking dick. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um. Oh, the other point uh, I was going to make on this was uh, the Argentinian goalie, uh, Emiliano Martinez. Oh, beautiful. Save of the century. Yeah. One hundred twenty-two mark. That wasn't Mbappe that shot it, right? That was um. No. Some other some other fucking Frenchman. Yeah. Uh, some other hairy piece of shit. <laughs> By the way, are there that many black people in France? Apparently. I don't think so. Apparently. <laughs> I don't think a lot of them are naturalized French. I what's, think a lot uh, of them what's are from other places. In French, in French, by the way, right? Jolly. Yeah. <laughs> yes. 
Mbappe, the uh, the jolly French, one. Yeah. The, the Mbappe, jolly one. croissant. Yeah, yeah. they're close. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Either way, Emilio R- Marie, uh, Martinez. Uh, Martinez is certainly an Argentinian uh, descent. You would think. Kick save and a beauty. 122 mark, and then the two uh, PK saves and and the shove my arrogant booty in your face. Uh, get it in that kid's head who missed it wide left on the post and and mm. the next PK. He, they just had they just had they just had it going. And that first half, we didn't even talk about the, we skipped the first half. It looked like Argentina was going to run away with that six nothing the way that they were playing. Yeah, and I was getting texts from you left and right, and I was getting so fucking angry. <laughs> what a match! What a match! Uh, solidifies Messi as the goat, which leads us into our player profile. No, full right, disclaimer, feel- no, full disclaimer, Rich is just being a cunt because of the whole messy on the first run. They choked in the uh, round robin to Saudi Arabia. This has been spite brewing since no- the middle of November. This is just I'm sorry. building. You spiteful little cunt. Go I'm on. I'm sorry. I'm not quite sure what you're talking about. Uh, do you mean the greatest upset of all time? That everyone in the Arabia? soccer world is saying that that was the greatest upset. The greatest in upset of all time to the team that won the championship? You think that Saudi prince is not buying all his players something because they beat the World Cup champions? How far do they advance? I bet one of them lost the toe. No I bet way. one of them lost the toe for uh, for underperforming. No way. He bought them all fucking Rolls Royce. You didn't hear about that or Mercedes, something like that. He bought them all cars. I'm uh I'm not Team Saudi on that one. Okay. Uh. Ray, if you'd like to chime in at any point in time during won't. his player profile, feel free. Uh, but just to give you the player profile, we are talking about Lionel Messi, uh, the greatest soccer player of all time, born June 24th, 1987 in Rosario, Santa Fe. He's 35 years old, 5'7", 148 pounds. Now, Ray, you're 5'7 now. Were you ever 5'7 yeah. and 148 pounds at the same time? Yep. Senior <laughs> year in high school, baby. <laughs> Really? I don't no. know if I believe 148? No, that's I not true. No, no way. No. I was in the 120s when I was in high school. 148? I can't tell you when I was 148. Like, sixth grade or something? Pre-growth spurt. No way. 148? No, I was 148. Yeah, senior year of high school. You are a little boy. I was. <laughs> you were a little, little boy. I was, yeah. You were a little French hairy boy. Thank and you. now you are the FUPA. Okay. Uh, shoe size, 10. So good for him. Those are big uh, feet. Current salary, $41 million. He's the third of four children of Jorge Messi and Steel. He was a steel factory manager coming from humble roots here, Raymond. His wife, Cecilia, who worked as a magnet manufacturing workshop, delivered this beautiful human to us that is Lionel. Uh, at the age of four, he joined, this is his soccer roots, just to give it to you, he joined, uh, joined the club Grandoli, where he was coached by his father uh, through his earliest influence as a player came from his maternal grandmother, Cecilia. Now this is, uh, Celia, sorry. Now this is important because every time he scores a goal, he points to the heavens because of how important uh, her uh, uh, grandmother uh, stewardship was to him in his in his soccer journey. So uh, Man, prayers we, up. We, we, we sound just alike so Celia. far. Yep, I no, love my grandmother. My grandmother was a cunt. 
after a year at Barcelona's Youth Academy. Uh, Messi was finally enrolled at the Royal Spanish Football Federation. Um, I did I did this drunk too. I'm playing catch up. I put a lot of shit in here. Hold on. After completing, <laughs> oh, this, I was wondering say. you were going to read that entire thing. This is this is why I put this in here because I thought I would have I thought I would get Ray uh, chirping up a little bit. Uh, playing in competitions, he befriended his teammates. Blah 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 blah. And then they slipped this little line in here and didn't say anything about it after. After completing his growth hormone treatment at age 14, <laughs> hey, they have that? Messi, Messi became inter- an integral part of the baby dream team, Barcelona's greatest youth side ever. During the full season, he was the top scorer, 36 goals in 30 games. He's a super, he's a he's super like a soldier. Mutant. That's bullshit. <laughs> now you're treating the goat as a fucking user. <laughs> he's a fucking X-Men. That's I bullshit. Just, it's, I literally almost copied and pasted his entire wiki here. It's like 45. No it's like, this is not even actually close. It's like 45 pages. And there's this one line after completing his growth hormone treatment at age 14. <laughs> so I wonder how small he should be. Good for them. Yeah. Right. Oh, uh, shit. And then he went on, obviously, to Barcelona, which many people are uh, aware of. His 20-year career in Barcelona, he holds the club record for goals, 672 goals in 778 games. Let me just give you some mind blowing statistics keep your eye on Ray's face for this one how many eye rolls do we get he's already yawning uh after scoring 50 goals for club and country in 2019 Messi scored 50 plus goals in nine of the 10 years of the decade he missed out on half century in 2013 when he only scored 45 Hmm. to be fair that was coming off uh 2012 where he scored 91 that's pretty good he almost doubled to 50 do the math Ray. those numbers mean Messi ended the decade having scored 579 goals for club and country Messi, uh, unsurprisingly, ended the decade with more goals in La Liga than any other player, 369 and 343 goals. Did I say that right? La Liga? Yes. Elijah? Nope. <laughs> Messi also provided more assists than any other player in Europe's top five leagues. Not a lot, not enough credit for this, Ray. Uh, a very unselfish player. Uh, 136 assists, 25 more than the closest challenger, Mesut Ozil. Oh, fuck it. That was beautiful. 25 more than Masut. Uh, altogether, he directed, uh, he kind of directly contributed into 505 goals in 343 league matches. That's pretty good. Uh, Argentine won 23 trophies and uh, with Barcelona. The Argentinian won 23 trophies with Barcelona across the decade. 23, including seven league titles and two championship leagues. I thought this guy never won. That's what I was told after the greatest upset of all time. Messi won Sick, his sixth of the Ballon d'Or in 2019, meaning he'd won the award more than any other player. One more than Cristiano Ronaldo, who's a bitch. Messi's since added another to go uh, two clear of his old rival. So he's got seven. In 2010s, Messi won the <laughs> Peachy Peachy <laughs> Award. <laughs> Given to La Liga's top goal scorer, six times equaling the record set by Athletic Bilbao's Temple in 1951. He won it again in 2020 and 2021, just to underline the fact that he is the greatest. Messi won the European Golden Shoes six times in the last decade. Messi recorded more victories than any other player in Europe's top five leagues over the decade with 260, 15 more than his closest challenger and Barca teammate Sergio uh, Busquets. (laughs) Sergio Biscuits, uh, 15 less. 
than Messi. That's how fucking good he is. I got a whole link here. Do you want to go to his, do some more accolades? No, nope, we're good. <laughs> there's, there's an entire link that just lists his trophies. Two-time best FIFA player, seven-time winner of Ballon d'Or, three-time uh what's what how do you what do they call the UEFA? U, UEFA? UEFA, UEFA, yeah. yeah. Three-time UEFA uh player in Europe, 22-time top goal scorer in that league, 10-time player of the year, four-time player of the season, uh World Cup champion winner, we know, mm, Messi. Uh three-time FIFA Cup world winner. It goes on and on and on. 10 straight champions for a Spanish championship. Ray, I'm still scrolling. Would you like to uh do you like to say anything about Lionel Messi in this. Uh, yeah, look at me in the eye. Look, look at me in the eyes and tell me who does Messi play for right now? What club? Uh, Peter Saint Germain. Ah, you fucking owned by Qatar. You cut. Uh, him and his father were also found guilty of tax fraud in 2013 and had to pay eight million dollars. Quick break. Bravo. Sweep that right under the rug. Yeah, 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 yeah. No big deal. No big deal. That was on page 45, wasn't it? Those are the lawyers. <laughs> um, What's... I got to take a breath. I'm just going to leave. I'm just going to throw this question out there and you guys can take the next couple of minutes. What's going on with the Celtics? Lost two straight to the eight-win Orlando Magic. Um, Tatum looked like shit in the first game. Basically looked like he quit and uh, was out for quote-unquote personal reasons in the second game. I like to think he got benched, but probably not. What's up with the Celtics right now? Robert Williams is back. Is that the only thing you could really say that really changes the past two games? Bobby? Robert Williams is back. It's probably changing the way they play. I mean, maybe Tatum took a look at Markel Fultz. You know, he got a little nervy. He's like, oh, that's the guy they were. everybody was supposed to pick, number one, you know. Maybe that did it. But yeah, it looks like Tatum's got something going on with him. And then Robert Williams coming back messed up the whole flow. I mean, plus it's it's like mid-December. They've been going hard for two months. I mean, they were bound to come off a lull here. They just came off like a six, seven game road trip, whatever it was. West Coast. West Coast, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they just, just about that time. It was the holidays. They're probably just, we're, we're due for, for a downward thing. It, it feels kind of natural, I think. I, I think they'll rebound. I, I, I'm not like watching the games. They just kind of look like tired. Yeah. Bobby nailed it closer. They stopped shooting. They stopped shooting. Well, it has nothing to do with Robert Williams. They, they stopped shooting. Well, and this is the biggest problem with the Celtics right now. They right now in this current team, they don't know how to win unless they're shooting the lights out. In years past, last year, they could gut out a win defensively. They just gave up 70 points in the first half to the six, to the Pacers. Did I read that correctly? Mm-hmm. What's the score? So uh, their defensive I- identity is completely shot under Joe Mazzula. Uh, they're not you know, you know, bearing down, though. They are missing DPOY, Marcus Smart, tonight. So keep that in mind. 79-57. Well, what are they supposed to do without him? Come what on. are they supposed to do without him? Um but the West Coast road trip, uh, coming out guns blazing from the jump, um, you know, uh, playing a lot of minutes. I, I read another stat: Tatum has played the most minutes in the NBA by like over a thousand over the past five seasons. Jeez. Legs, 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 which is a fine excuse and totally acceptable. And yeah, that happens. You gotta find different ways to win. You have to find different ways to win. If you're not shooting fifty percent from behind the three, sorry. Mm-hmm. 
if you're shooting 12 in in that first in that first magic game they were shooting 12% from behind the three after 40 plus attempts in the fourth quarter and they kept launching them not even within the offense just coming down and launching mm-hmm. settling and launching um that's been their that's been their biggest crook throughout this whole Tatum and Brown era. You know, they built the team to shoot and they shoot and shoot and shoot. And when they miss, they lose when they make they uh, they win. And that's it. And, and the next biggest problem I'll, I'll throw at you is continues to be Tatum. Sorry. You want him to be the superstar. You want him to be MVP. He needs to not be a, a symptom of the offense, which is it. He is right now. His greatness comes from the offense, not him individually. He, if you want him to be who he is, if he wants to be who he is, he needs to be a guy that, when they're on a when the other team's on a 12 all run, he says, Give me the ball and get the fuck out of the way. And he needs to be able to put up four to six points and stop the run himself. Kobe, the Kobe mentality. You need to be Kobe. You need to be LeBron. You want to be MJ. There's not a lot of those guys. That's an unfair, uh, you know, that's an unfair uh, bar to put on him. But that's what's that's how he's being treated. That's how he's playing at times. Jalen Brown's even playing that way at times, too. They think that. At least they have the mentality that hey, that shit's not working right now. Give me the ball. Let me try and get it. Let me try and make something happen. Problem is they they don't make it happen. So mm-hmm. I, I think that that's uh, you know I think that that's kind of getting in their way too. And then that leads to a lot of bad habits, and they can't get back into their offense. And they're playing a lot of hero ball one on one, shooting contested threes. And there you, think, you have it. Do you think the Jays would ever get that mentality in the fourth quarter to be killers? Yeah, it took LeBron 10 years. That's what I'm saying. So you don't think it's not in him. You just think it's going to take more time to mature. I think it's, I think it's less mentality. I think they're both very heady players. Tatum more so than Brown. Um, I think Tatum knows when he should and has to do it. I I think he lacks the skill set to do it. And maybe, maybe we'll forever lack, you know, the set, the balls, the it factor, whatever. But we said that about LeBron for a decade. And then game six in Boston, he shoved it down our throats and it was that guy for another 10 years. So, yeah, I, you know, it just takes a while. It takes a while for these guys to figure it out and to get it. No one's talked about Steph Curry like that until they won their first championship. So takes a while. Um, they've just put themselves on a pedestal as the, you know, playing so well and the comeback and the turnaround that they had last year that MB, you know, the straw poll from ESPN has Jason Tatum as the leader of the MVP MVP race in the NBA. Dude, you see what fucking Jokic is doing? You, you want to be MVP? You got to be Jokic. Step it up. Tatum's not that guy. What did he have? 45, 27 rebounds and 13 assists or something? Yeah, the, other night? the highest triple double. Or wasn't it the highest triple ever? Yeah. Yeah. Just a reminder. Uh, Could have had him. Yep. Could have had him or Luca uh, for a Jalen Brown trade. So. Just saying. Just saying. Uh, and then Missoula, call a timeout, guy. Call the fucking timeout. I heard this on the radio. The nerds compiled a bunch of data that said calling a timeout when the other team's on a run actually doesn't have that great of success. So they're not. They're just letting them play through 34 to 2 runs. Don't call a timeout, Joe. Listen to the nerds. Ruin baseball. Don't let it ruin basketball. Ruin football. How many fourth down attempts have nerds. we seen? Oh, there's a new coaches though. Not all goddamn dweebs. Hate nerds. Nerds. Quick afternoon delight. Sky rockets in flight. Afternoon delight. You guys have it, I think. Afternoon delight. I don't know, Ron. That sounds kind of crazy. 
I'll make this quick. <clears throat> Look in the camera when he says, fuck the fucking Red Sox. The fucking Red Sox. Now, it's easy to say, what are you doing? I know what we know what they're doing. They're sh- they're shredding payroll. They're cutting it down um, as much as possible. The Bogarts deal, now the Devers deal, the big money deals comes directly from ownership. Um, they're they're squeezing the nuts um, from Heimblum's wallet. The problem is that leaves Heimblum in a situation where he has to build a team based on scouting and talent and things like that. And clearly, he doesn't know what he's doing. He's failing at it left and right. Let me just give you just from the trades perspective, just for everyone's, uh, just so you can remember exactly what uh, Heimblum's done in trades here. Heimblum's return for trades for uh, Betts and David Price, Andrew Benintendi, Hunter Renfro, Mitch Moreland, Brendan Workman, Heath Hembry, and Christian Vasquez, all Red Sox that were traded by Heimblum. To this point, those deals have yielded Alex Verdugo, a slightly above average corner infielder, a backup catcher in Connor Wong, a number four starter in Nick Pavetta, my guy, the rotation depth piece of Josh Winkowski, uh, plus a bunch of no-name prospects that have never done shit, um, including Jeter Downs, who was the uh, uh, the key piece of that Mookie Betts trade. I, I don't. He doesn't know what he's doing, right? And no. you, you combine that with an ownership that's squeezing the purse. You know, you could have built, you could have, they had plenty of money. We, I talked about it for months going into this, into this off season. They had $140 million to spend. You had a home, two homegrown guys. You could have spent it on plus three uh, plus room for three or four more. Heimblum came out and said, we need to sign eight or nine guys to fill this team out. And the best that we've best that we get is a 29 year old unproven Japanese player, a 36 year old uh, closer and a 39 year old third baseman. Um, coming over from the Dodgers to take over uh, for inevitably when they let, when they let Raphael Devers. Very roster. Yeah. Super, yeah, super, super experienced. And, uh, you know, clearly they're playing for the future, clearly playing for the Cassis's, the uh, Marcelo Mayers, uh, Jeter Downs is a perfect example why it's not going to work. Brian Bayo, Cassis came up at 197 last year. You're the Boston Red Sox. I don't I I don't really understand what ownership's deal is unless they're lining up a sale but for them to to clamp down on the purse the way that they have is is really frustrating and for Heimblum just to he's just not good he's just not good at his job. No. And where are they to answer all these questions? Oh, the ownership is nowhere. They leave that up to uh um ah mm-hmm. oh, shit. But the uh, who's the uh, Sam Kennedy. They leave that up to Sam Kennedy who has I don't know, doing his best. He's a he's a longtime Red Sox guy. I like Sam Kennedy. He's been there for like 30-something years, and he's just a mouthpiece at this point. Um, but, you know, they, they know that they can't put – they know that they can't put uh, a minor league team out there. It won't be accepted in Boston. The problem is their PR spins it to, well, we're very in on, on, on Bogarts. We're getting close on Devers. We're really excited about these tra- – now the latest thing is we're very heavily into trade – conversations none of it ever happens if they just came out and said look we're building towards the future we're going to try and remain competitive in the short term but right now we're looking down the line at five or six years well this seems like the worst of the alternatives what you're doing right now is still not going to be accepted by the fan base because and if anything it's more of a slap in the face because you're just signing a bunch of players that they don't even want 
and spending extra money where if you just rolled out the developmental team, you at least have a hard line thing to sell. Get behind the kids. No, you're exactly you're exactly right, Bobby. And where they fail at this is they're picking the wrong players to do it with. So if you want to if you want to develop young talent and bring them up and and have a five year plan, okay. No problem. You want to you want to be cost effective uh, the the way they were in the Theo days when you had half your team were young prospects on on minor contracts and then you filled your holes with the free agency. Great. That's a one. That's a perfectly uh, okay way to build your team. It's how you should build your team. Build your team. The problem is, Hein Bloom sucks. He struck out at all of the names that they wanted, and now he's down to the thirty nine year old Justin Turner's of the world. Go sign. Verlander for 40 million a year for two years. Money's not an issue for you. If it's short term and that's your plan to put a bunch of veterans on the roster for the next two or three years to quote unquote, stay competitive until the young kids come up, go get good veterans. They they're they're bringing in 29 year old Japanese players that have never played in the bigs before. And Justin Turner to play DH. Like they just, the problem is Heimblum sucks at his job. If that's what they want to do, he's not doing it well. This guy under any real pressure. To lose his job if he's like, you'd think in in regimes past. Sorry to cut you off. In regimes past, he would have already been gone. He would have been done. Two last place finish. Um, maybe he has this year and he would have been done. But it seems like, it seems like ownership um is sticking with this path for however long they've determined to, to do that to give him to uh, to build up a farm system and and let the young kids come up. And that realistically could be another two years, three years. But do you think the product that they're going to be putting on the field uh, yields as the highest ticket price in MLB? No. So then don't be crying that you don't have no money to go spend out if you're charging all of us top dollar to go watch a shitty product out on the field. No, of course. Well, this is my this is my point. You know, if if organizationally they said we don't want to spend big money long term, which is bullshit too. They signed uh, they signed story to a six year deal, which also I read today. Bogarts did an interview and said, I would have been open to the extension that story got, which was six years, 140 million. So they're just, he's just not good at his job. I'm bloom there. He's just not good. So maybe he's been given uh, you know, a mandate from ownership that we don't want to spend big money over X amount. And he doesn't want to give big money to veterans over X amount of years. Well, then go get the best players you can in that two to three year window. And he has it. He's, he's struck out on those players or he's, he's um, undervalued the market or misread the market or sucks as a, a negotiator or whatever the deal is. He has uh, failed miserably in the trade aspect, um, consistently underperformed in terms of uh, free agency, and his farm system is middle of the road at best, and the top prospects of that farm system aren't even his, and they're failing. So not good. No. Not good. Um Oh, that's right. In closing, fuck the fucking Red Sox. Simplest Minds of the Week. Right after this. Are you stupid or something? I'm as stupid as a stupid does. You're on the nectar tonight there, Raymond? Yes, sir. What is this nectar? Uh, Between Bud Light and... Now, I've been on a Mick Ultra kick because it's less calories. Good for you. Thank you. Now, it's what the kind responsible of, thing? That's good. What kind of what kind of bubble gut do you get from that? Uh, from those from too many of those because there's a lot of hot, like, hot carbonation. Snakes. Hot yeah, snakes bu- in the morning. Bubble gut and hot snakes. Mm. There's a lot of gurgling going on. There's a lot of air. Yeah, from those yeah. from those oh, types yeah. of beers. Oh yeah, I agree. 
Speaking of hot air, uh, Simplest Minds of the Week, let's start off with our old friend, our good friend, Super Bowl champion, three-time Super Bowl champion. Um, I'm assuming ex-NFL Network uh, pundit. Oh, I'd have to say so. Willie McGinnis. good old-fashioned man-on-man assault. That's fine. He'll be back in a week. Willie McGinnis arrested for assault. That's assault, brother. I think you knew the story a little bit closer in detail than I. Do you remember it? Uh, yeah, it's like TMZ broke the video of it. It's basically Willie McGinnis and three other guys go into a restaurant. It looks like a very fancy restaurant. And this guy's sitting alone in a booth. And then you see Willie McGinnis down to his level, start jawing at him. That guy gets up and just gets the shit kicked out of him by Willie McGinnis and his thugs. And then a glass. Did they know this guy? Or they don't, they're not saying how they're all connected. It's just saying it was just a beatdown. How? Willie McGinnis has got to be close to 50, if not in his 50s. It's got to be really It was 51 when I looked at the story. How in your 50s, as a multimillionaire, longtime professional, do you do you still find yourself in the in yourself uh, in these situations? CTE. Willie don't take no back talk. You don't back talk, Willie. If you back talk, Willie, that's what you get. You, gotta you got to hold your Willie fucking style. arm on the street. Big, big Willie style. Down. Yeah. Get, getting jiggy with it. Willie don't take no jiggy. back talk. All right. Uh-uh. He didn't take it on the field. He ain't gonna take it in no restaurant. Willie and the Thugs is a good band name. I'm gonna I'm gonna pitch that Ooh, for the next t- time I I get a couple musicians together. <laughs> Willie and the Thugs, both like thugs that. in harmony. Respect. Respect. Just the first of the month. Uh, <laughs> next up on my and list. We pray and we pray and we pray. Boom, 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 boom. Greatest intro to a song of all time, I think. <laughs> Hands down. No, that's great. Fuck, I'm going to blast some bone thugs when we get out of this. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> God damn it. Me too, Ed. Oh, yeah. I mean, crossbow, crossbow, crossbow. You won't be lonely. You won't be lonely. I'm going to lift them by it. Remember, the, remember those eighth and seventh grade dances? And just oh, so good. The, you just grab the girl by the head and we pray and we pray yeah. every day, every day. Bone thugs and uh, bone thugs and thirteen year old boners. That was <laughs> Ja Rule. Ja Rule. Speaking of murder, James Dolan uh, kicked out a woman uh, from MSG, uh, the Rockette Show. Uh, this woman was there with her daughter and a Girl Scout troop. Uh, to watch the Rockettes, and apparently she was a lawyer of a firm that once or is currently suing either MSG or James Dolan for, I'm assuming, a bevy of sexual harassment or terrible misconduct within the workplace. Uh, just a good reminder of how truly shitty of an asshole and an owner in sports James Dolan is. If it wasn't for Dan Snyder actually being a criminal, um, James Dolan would certainly top the headlines, I think, and 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 worst owner. Uh, and currently in professional sports, are there any other uh, that sneak up? The Phoenix Suns guy that just sold. Was, yeah, that's why I was gonna say he would be up there, but yeah, Poor Bill just sold. Uh-huh. Uh, James Jones is an asshole. Also in this article, it said so he's a, uh, a quote unquote musician. Uh, he was a harmonica player at one point in time, and then he did like the most classic rich white guy move where he just um canned all of the musicians he was playing with and literally just hired professionals like he bought his friends he bought a bunch of friends that play music and now he plays guitar and, and is the lead singer 
but he's got a professional band that he pays that he plays with. And anytime they play a gig in New York, it's basically expected that staff and and people from MSG show up. And if they don't, it's noted. <laughs> it's noted. <laughs> what a fucking loser. What an What's the band's name? What's the band's name? Isn't it James Dolan uh, band? No, it's uh I'll figure it out. Any thoughts on James Dolan as I look this up? No, he's just one of those shitty owners that like Dan Snyder. Everyone in New York just wants him to sell the team. JD in the straight shot. Yeah, so it's about him. It is about him. Oh yeah, it's James Dolan. Yeah, uh, I just thought the the woman when the woman when asked about it, she's like, I don't know what to say. I it's <laughs> yeah. like, I drove a bunch of these girls here. I just have to stand out in the cold and wait for the show to end so I can drive them and my daughter home. And I guess it's, <laughs> just, he, I don't know why he got kicked out. Well, he threw a fucking Charles Oakley. <laughs> Remember for a, just bad, yeah. bad about his team in the media, and then he threw him out. Sued him too. Charles Oakley sued him. Maybe that's maybe that's the uh, law firm. Law firm that sued him. Who knows? Maybe could be. Uh, and then lastly, I just like to throw this one out there uh, from a, a Christmas. Uh, simplest mind of the week. Rudolph, grow a spine, you little bitch. You know you get uh, all the reindeers are calling you names, and they're cast you aside. And this in this society, Rudolph wouldn't exist. He would go. Uh, grow his own pair of antlers out of his ass and call himself like a trans uh, reindeer and create his own Santa group and then grit some society to follow him and tell Santa to fuck off. But but in this story, Santa runs into a pickle and they go running back to Rudolph, who who they've shunned, and Rudolph just comes back all glee and happy. You know, you know, like you just got to be part of the group. Uh, grow, just grow a spine, Rudolph. You simple-minded bitch. I'm just the surprise to me is that Rudolph hasn't gotten canceled yet. Did you just watch that like last night? Me? Yes. Oh no, that's glue to my brain. Okay. <laughs> Cuz it was a, it seems like it's fresh. Yeah, I don't know. It's around. Uh, it's around. Wait, why would Rudolph get canceled? I don't know cuz he has a red nose. You know how people are these days want to cancel everything. Red nope. face, red nose, red nosing. Yeah. <laughs> you nailed that one, obvious one. This has been the Simple Mind Sports Show. December 23rd. Oh, Merry Christmas. Right. Shalom. Happy Hanukkah. Mm-hmm. To all yours. Good night. Make sure to buy your husband's and wife meter this uh, Christmas. Hell Words yes. Of advice. Words of advice. <laughs> yeah. Get that, get that Wuhan delivery. Good night. Good night. Good night. What's up, guys? Hi, Bobby. How How's was the going? trip, right? It was great. Thank you for asking, Bobby. It was yeah. great. Just great. What was it How... like leaving after that debacle? A lot. <clears throat> My Spanish isn't so good, but I think there are a lot of people who are trying to shit on me. Racist, Raymond. Uh, no, course... it's not. It was legit Spanish. I'm not being racist. I didn't understand them, but I think they were very happy that their team won. Punta. Uh, I just thank you. 
Uh, obviously, uh, Ray, you went to the game in Vegas, Patriots, Las Vegas. The uh, quote-unquote dumbest play in the history of the NFL ha- uh, happened there. Um, I wouldn't I, quote uh, that. I yeah. would like to uh, – uh, you're a mush is what I'm getting at. You're a complete mush. Meaning? Uh, if you weren't there, that play doesn't happen. Ah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. If we're going to talk about things that wouldn't happen based <laughs> off of Raymond being there or not, what did I call? I'm sorry. He's Hold on. Big. What did I call? Let's go tackle Matt Patricia right Correct. now. Correct. <laughs> and if you had tackled him, it would have given the Patriots back four points, which Fact. would have not been a 24-24 tie. would have been a 24-20 win, which is what I called on last week's show. <laughs> Thanks, yeah, uh, via, via the text chain, you called for uh, also via the text chain, you called for him to Ray to leave the stands and tackle Matt Patricia. Yeah. Okay, skinny Ray, and, and you failed to do it. So you let us all down. You let a nation down, Raymond. Sorry, boys. It's on me. That loss is on me. Uh, what else, What other uh, reports do you have from Sin City? Very expensive. Yeah, it's an expensive <laughs> place. They, they need money to keep it going. Yeah, beers were <laughs> 12 bucks. Big $12 old, beers. Big old light bill. $12 uh, beers? You at the stadium? Nope. On the strip. Oh, yeah. No, well, you're just inexperienced. You have. You just have to... Oh, a, I, found a, I found a CVS, and I was getting tall boys for three forty eight. Right. You can do the CVS yeah. route. You can go... You can find the hole-in-the-wall casinos. You can buy, like, 2 to $3 Bud Lights. Or you just go to a fancy casino, sit at a slot machine for 10 minutes, get a drink, actually get two drinks... Tip the tick the young lady a nice dollar or two, and then mm-hmm. uh, mosey on your merry way. He doesn't have that kind of time and patience. Are you kidding me? With <laughs> yeah, ten <laughs> no. minutes, fuck you. The second he's he not going to tip a waitress. The second he sits here. down, the night is over. I'm not yeah, getting exactly. up. <laughs> <laughs> the belt's too tight on the fupa. I just can't move. I'm like, I'm not going anywhere. Like, so are these waitresses whores or do I? <laughs> What's the deal here? Do I pay you with sex? Do uh, what, what do I do? She's sitting at a slot machine with She's dick being out. being nice to me. Does she want to have sex with me? Yeah. Do you, do you pull this to make the machine go? What, what goes out? What goes now? Dad, this girl was really nice to me, and she brought me a beer. I asked her to I... suck my dick, and they asked me to leave. <laughs> uh, yeah, Vegas Strip is very expensive. Old Old Vegas is less expensive. Ooh. Very fun time in old Vegas. Old Vegas, very Fremont Street's a very is a very fun if time. I, if I ever go back to Vegas, that's where I'll be spending most of my time. Would you ever go back? No. Yeah, it's not really worth it. No. Um, if you were to go back, what's your like max time? And say you don't go Two days. with your Italian margarita drinking, uh poker leaving his son father <laughs> for the <laughs> poker table. Uh say if you went with some actual fun people. What, uh, what two days two, yeah 20 two, yeah 20 yeah, yeah, yeah i can't for something like get in one day of debauchery then go for the game like that that would be a weekend is seems like it's enough yeah yeah it's two nights it's two nights well um thanks for that ray thanks for the uh the update on old las vegas i'll be there in a few weeks as a matter of fact excellent um uh, not as not a fun trip but oh hold on a second cool Thanks. Uh, speaking of, of cool, let's get into the show. This is my sports show. We talk the latest and greatest of uh, 